Disobedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every If Star Wars had frog people and Roddy Piper was Han Solo, hell to Frogtown is that Star Wars. I am your host, Caleb, and I would like to welcome the explosion of the universe. Jimothy is here. Jimothy is here from Night Shift Video, NSV 13 News Radio Show. I'm the ex- explosion of the, the universe, I think is what you said. The universe? I don't know. It's the, it's the hippest show in the universe. <laughs> in the unibatory. <laughs> Wait, that sounds more like a unibrow kind of thing than like a laboratory kind of thing. It's a laboratory full of unibrows. We take what we can get here. Uh, well, welcome, James. Welcome, James. Hey, I'm here. I uh, want you made me watch another Fallout movie. Let's do it. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like that Fallout, but I guess a little bit. That's fine if you want to call it that, you know. But you know, you haven't. You can't say that it's not Fallout if you haven't played Fallout. I've played it like brief, so maybe a little. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, I'd like to thank a couple Patreons. Thank you, <laughs> Brianna Boyce, the Boyce with the most, how delightful with a clever devil-oriented donation amount. Uh, you probably get the picture with that. It's a increment that goes out to it you get it lucy deville with a very Uh, generous donation thank you so much lucy deville i probably i feel like when i see something like de something i probably get it wrong deville maybe it's right i don't know anyway and uh longtime listeners and supporters anthony carrera susanna violent violante is that that can't be real right you're lying (laughs) anyway and kim wilson you fucking idiot you fucking idiot. Are you kidding you me? You piece of shit. The worst of them all. And actually, wait, real, real quick. Let me pull it up on my phone. Uh, we just got a new donation a second ago. Beth and Uri. U-R-A-I. Beth and Uri family. Is this like a Gotham kind of thing? Are they trying to like deez nuts me? Is that the, I'm going to be like, oh, what's your Uri? And they're going to be like, Uri dick in my mouth. <laughs> I hope so. You know what? Fuck you guys, you assholes. I know what you're trying to do. I'm going to start making new Patreon accounts. I know what you're trying to fucking do. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, Voting is finished on November's Alien Movie Poll. And the winner is M. Night Shyamalan's sign from 2002. I'm actually saying that preemptively right now. I might have to edit this out a little bit because this episode's coming out in like a couple weeks, I think. But the the voting en- or like the voting for the episode ends in like a day. 
and it looks like Sign's gonna win. So I'm just saying that right now. If I'm wrong, and then I guess you'll never hear this section at all. I'm just upset that that Spaced Invaders wasn't an option. You know what? I'm actually kind of sad because I really like Spaced Invaders. That's a really fun movie. It is a fun movie. Uh, well, maybe you should have commented. You're on the fucking Patreon. You could have commented <laughs> Space Invaders, and maybe other people would have went in and done it. Uh, yeah, probably not. Nobody knows what that movie is. Yeah, I don't think they do, but didn't I send you the VHS of that? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad you own that now. Um, <laughs> anyway, if you guys want to vote on the next one or put in your uh, you know, your little uh, two cents about what movie should be covered, you can just go over to the Patreon, go over to the polls thing. I'm going to be putting up a new one pretty soon uh december's theme is going to be werewolf movies so if you want to help decide what werewolf movie we'll discuss it's probably going to be me and james to be fair if it's werewolf i'm yeah i'm james is going to be there better than a vampire movie <laughs> yeah i think i think you're kind of like my creature feature guy now i love it but yeah if you guys want to be a part of the polls again head over to patreon.com slash horse soup and let us know what werewolf movie you want to be covered uh so james on the on the note of Turkey Shoot and Hell Comes to Frogtown from 1988. Turkey Shoot's from yeah. 1982. Um, I told you to watch a movie called Turkey Shoot. You did. Um, I started Turkey Shoot. It's not that it's a bad movie. It's not a bad movie at all. I actually rated it the same that I rated this, and I very much enjoyed it. Oh, wow. But Turkey Shoot is something that I really didn't want to talk about right now. It's basically like the Hunger Games or like the world's deadliest game, like something like that. Okay. But older and actually, when did the world's deadliest game? Is that the right title that I'm thinking of? That is right, or oh, the hunt or prey or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Most dangerous game. Most dangerous. Yeah, deadliest catch. That's it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know when that came out, so maybe this is like based off of that. But it's from the same director as Atomic Dog. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I tried to get you to watch Atomic Dog too. I'll watch Atomic Dog. I just can't do it today. Look, I, mean, I wanted look. I want to keep you on your toes sometimes, and sometimes you know make you watch something. I'm like, hey, let's watch some more stuff, and then we have more things to talk about. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but you didn't watch Atomic Dog. No, I did not. I did not watch Atomic Dog or Turkey Shoot or Turkey Shoot. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to watch any movies. <laughs> That are two word names, and one of them's an animal. <laughs> no atomic dog, no turkey shoot. No. I refuse. Is that why Frogtown works? Because there's more more words aside from the animal. More words. More words. Yep. Yep. You know what? I didn't think about it for a second, but everything I told you to watch today had some kind <laughs> had of... animals in it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a Thanksgiving thing, like... <laughs> You know what? I kind of thought it might have been too. I'd heard of Turkey Shoot before, and it's been in my mind for a while, and I kind of had Thanksgiving on my mind, so I was like, you asked me what we were going to cover today, and I was like, fucking go watch Turkey Shoot, and then I messaged you the next day, today, because I told you yesterday yeah. to watch Turkey Shoot. I messaged you today, and I go, all right, we're not watching Turkey Shoot, because I started it, and I was like, it's not the vibe right now. I want to talk about different <laughs> stuff. Look, the reason I told you to watch Turkey Shoot, it was kind of a November thing, but also because I thought it was... Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, okay. I confused the movies completely. Like, when I told you Turkey Shoot, I had this in my mind. I thought Turkey Shoot was starring Roddy Piper. <laughs> Got it. And when I started it and Roddy Piper wasn't in it, I was kind of confused. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, 
this is not the movie I was thinking of. And then I had to look around. I was like, okay, which fucking Roddy Piper movie was I thinking of? Got it. And it was Hell Comes to Frogtown. And then I started Hell Comes to Frogtown. I wanted to test it out. And within like five minutes, I knew that this was going to be the movie we were watching. It's the one, man. Honestly, as soon as I started it, I knew the opening is fucking golden. It's pretty incredible. Before we get into that, this was written by Donald G. Jackson and Randall Frakes. Directed by Donald G. Jackson and R. J. Keezer. Love it. Probably Kaiser. I'm going to go Keezer. And uh, it was distributed by New World, who also released stuff like Chud, Slumber Party Massacre, Saturday the 14th, Children of the Corn, Elvira, okay. Slugs. Yeah. Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay. Yep. Hellraiser 2. Did they really? Heathers. Son of a bitch. It, got, it, got, it, it goes kind of weird. I'm like, how are some of those on the same list? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little odd, but you know what? You said, you said, you said, New Line though. No, not New Line, New World. New World, New World Pictures. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you know what? When I saw like Hellraiser two for a second, I had to double take. I was like, wait, is this New Line? Because I don't know why I thought is Hellraiser is anything Hellraiser New Line. That sounds that sounds right. That's what I thought, but I could be completely wrong. I'm getting them all confused. Yeah, but you know what? Whatever. There's a lot of new things, I, I guess. But I don't know what I'm <laughs> new saying. New World. Yeah. No, that's that's a fucking killer pedigree. Like, they got a good roster of movies there. Yeah, and I think Hell Comes to Frogtown is honestly on the top of all of those. Yeah. God, this movie. <laughs> it is something else. This took. I have had this on my list for so long. And it doesn't surprise me that it, that it I guess, took me by surprise. <laughs> but, um... I love Roddy Piper as an actor. I think that is, like, really the biggest takeaway from this. If anyone else was the leading role in this movie, it would not be the same movie. I don't think it would be as entertaining. It'd still be good, and there's still a lot of good stuff in it, but I don't think it would have the same atmosphere without him. Yeah, I mean, do we know just how many non-wrestling things he's been in? Uh, a fair. He's only been in like five horror movies, like including okay. this and They Live. He has something called like The Chair, and then I don't remember what the other ones are. I don't think they're as notable. These are really this and They Live are really the only notable Roddy Piper horror movies. And you know gotcha. what's also weird? Uh, just quick sidetrack. I just realized that I think this is the first Roddy Piper. This is definitely the first Roddy Piper movie that I'm covering on Horror Soup, and that's kind of weird to me because I feel like I've mentioned him. Uh, more than a handful of times on the show and i kind of yeah. always just assumed that i'd talked about him before like in a movie sense but it's never happened dude he's still been in stuff since like 2015 i mean it's small stuff probably pretty indie but like 2015 2011 like this guy's still working well not still i don't know if you knew but roddy piper died about six years ago oh really yeah, he passed away in 2015, actually. So that 2015 uh, role you're seeing, that was his last role. Gotcha. Bummer. Really sad. He died at, I believe, 61 years old. Yeah, that's pretty young. For a guy who was an athlete, I get, that sucks. I mean, dude, he lived a lot. He lived a long life. and I mean, he's... That's true. I mean, I can't imagine just what life was like in, in, in like the kind of fame that he had at the time period that he had it like jesus yeah he definitely been through some stuff i mean it's really sad too because i mean i was looking at some old interviews of him and there is an interview where he's like i don't think i'm gonna make it to 65 or not i don't think he was like i'm oh, definitely man. not gonna 
And I mean, he has an interview that you can find on YouTube like a couple days before he died. And he looked he looked rough. Like he was definitely forgetting stuff and like going off. He died literally a few days after the interview. Man, it's a bummer. I mean, uh, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but I have enjoyed. I, I really enjoyed Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but I can say that I'm a huge Roddy Piper guy, and everything that I've seen from wrestling or I've got into regarding wrestling is because of this man. Um, I mean, my my favorite thing on, I don't know if you knew this, on Paramount Plus, is that what it's called now? God, I keep forgetting. Yeah. I feel like they keep changing the name. Uh, they have all of the Halloween Havocs, and so like you can just you can just watch the Halloween Havoc events on uh, the WWE, and so, like, he's in the 1996 one, I think, and, yeah, like, it's just so much fun. Paramount has that kind of stuff? I have Paramount, and I never know what to watch on it. I never use it. Yeah, like, uh, I think the WWE, like, network, they have, like, their own streaming thing, and I think they just folded it into Paramount. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of, and I mean, like, like, really cool, like, 90s and 80s wrestling stuff that, like, you can't really get anywhere else. I wonder if that documentary would be on there, because there's a uh, there's a documentary on, like, pretty much Roddy Piper's life that was, like, on oh, A&E, cool. but it was, like, by, like, you know, WWE and whatnot. I wonder if that's on there. It might be. Huh. Because I was watching a bunch of clips of it on YouTube, but I couldn't find the full thing. I would very much like to find that. Yeah. So, back to Frogtown, and again... R.I.P. Roddy Piper. Really? I just love this guy. You know know what? Let me go on in a second. He was such a nice guy, too. Like, everything I've ever seen about him or heard about him, he was always at cons. He would go to horror cons all the time, too, basically just for, like, they live in Frogtown. He was always at horror cons, always so nice to people. His kids have, like, nothing but great things to say to him. I watched, like, parts from that documentary, too. It's, like, his kids going over to, like, Ronda Rousey, and they basically, like, passed his legacy like onto her like gave him his, oh, wow. or gave her his his old jacket and everything and like that's cool let her use because people started calling her rowdy ronda rousey for a while and she was like i'm not going to use that out of like respect for roddy piper right. and he actually like showed up and like met her in person he was like nah that's your name <laughs> i just I, I love that guy so much yeah that's cool and really like i love him as an actor in like every movie because he's not Exactly acting like he is, but he's like improv working. Like everything he does is just him, but in a certain role. Like he takes on yeah. the role, but he makes it just himself. He does. I think he really, he he probably did tr- the transition from like a wrestling actor to a movie actor. He probably did it the way that everyone said was the wrong way, you know, but well, it almost makes it better. Well, when he got into acting, he was taking a two-year hiatus from wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was like, I'm going to go be in this John Carpenter movie. And I think it was like Ed McMahon directly who got pissed at him. And he was like, or it might have been Hulk Hogan too, or I think he said he was going to, or it might have been Ed McMahon telling him he was going to put him in a movie with Hulk Hogan or something of the sort. Because, you know, Hulk Hogan was the big Hollywood guy, but he was like, all right, I'm going to put you in one of these movies. Don't do that movie. And Roddy Piper's like in an interview, I think it was uh, with Howard Stern, and he's like, yeah, no. When am I going to get... Is, is the movie you're doing going to be directed by John John Carpenter? <laughs> and he was like, fuck you. I'm going to do this movie. And I think he got like blackballed from a lot of things for a good while wow. because he took that role and it wasn't like under the whole... I think it was WWF at the time. Right, the right. WWF like umbrella. Yeah. And this came out the same year as They Live too. Both 88. Dude was fucking working his ass off that year. Or I guess probably 87 or 86, maybe. 
Dude, so crazy. And I feel like even though these movies are very different, they're also very similar. But for them to come out at the same exact time and for him to just have such iconic roles, like the, these two roles in these two movies, these are the only two movies that you're going to really hear spoke about by Roddy like about like Roddy Piper, unless people really just watch every Roddy Piper movie. Right. Especially as for horror fans, it's Hell Comes to Frogtown and They Live. Yeah, honestly, I'd I'd heard of Frogtown before, but I had no idea what it even was. It was just one of the things that I've heard about in passing. I'd seen the cover for it many times because They Live is like one of my favorite horror movies of all yeah. time. Like Keith David, Roddy Piper, seven uh, minute fight Keith scene, David. kicking ass and chewing bubble gum, the weird fucking like <laughs> fucking melted face looking motherfuckers. Like right, the thing that made that movie what that movie was is all of Roddy Piper's improv lines and just going off the cuff and just saying weird ass, but also like really, <laughs> just really cool things. Like, I, I, I really feel like Roddy Piper is the definition of cool. Like, I don't understand how anyone could deliver the bubblegum line and... Not sound like an idiot? Not sound like an idiot. And he makes it sound like the most badass thing anyone has ever said, ever. The coolest thing in the world. And I've seen like... I, <laughs> Even just today, it's an old thing, but I saw someone on Twitter that was like, you know what, hot take, but I wish uh, Kurt Russell was the lead in They Live instead of Roddy Piper. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Like, I know yeah. like a lot of people have that argument, and I guess it's not really an argument, it's more of a discussion, that Roddy Piper is like, I guess like the low-budget Kurt Russell, just because he's not an actor. I wouldn't say low-budget, because still, he's very popular. He has millions of fans. Like, sure. He's done a ton of shit, just in a different world, because it was like wrestling versus acting. Right. But... I think he is very much his own character. Very Kurt Russell-like, for sure. Because, I mean, you have, like, Escape from New York with Kurt Russell and, like, The right. Thing and, like, stuff like that that yeah. John Carpenter liked to use him for. But I feel like he probably definitely had Kurt Russell in mind a little bit when he casted Roddy Piper. And there were a couple other people ahead of Roddy Piper before he ended up getting the part. But I feel like, again, like this movie, They Live would not be the movie it was if Roddy Piper was not at the head of that. Like, he's very much a right. Kurt Russell-esque character, but with such a different approach to everything, you know? Like, he's not he's not at, as rugged and grounded. He's more just, like, he's loose and he's free, but he still has, like, that weird confidence, you know? He's just he's fucking Canadian as hell. Canadian Scottish man. Like, he is just so fucking Canadian. And even though, like, I mean, obviously he's... He trained probably years and years and years to like hide his accent and stuff because he was an actor, at least even just a wrestling actor. But like even like those moments whenever like he yells something and like you hear just a little bit of that Canadian accent come out and you're just like there's just something just slightly off center about this guy, which just makes him that much more lovable. And like I I, I love Kurt Russell. I love John Carpenter, Kurt Russell movies. I don't root for Kurt Russell the same way that I root for Roddy Piper. Yes, dude. Like, even, like, in They Live, he's very much, okay, well, let me start out with this, actually. In wrestling, he's an anti-hero. Like, he's the villain, right, he's but heel, he's still yeah. kind of like, he's the villain that everyone rooted for. Even though he's the <laughs> one that you're supposed to hate, you still just kind of love the shit out of him. And yeah. I feel like in They Live, he was very much like that, but he was more like, he wasn't really a bad guy, but he was kind of, like, dim-witted, made, like, some off decisions, made, like, some really, like, hot-headed, like, you know, weird kind of, kind of you know, right. off-the-cuff decisions that just made the movie very strange. But in this one, 
he actually starts off like the worst ever. Like if anyone <laughs> if anyone else had this intro, I'd probably hate them for the rest of the movie. Right? You should hate this guy. You should hate him. All the information that you have about him, you should hate him. You should fucking despise this guy, but there isn't a second in this movie where I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know. He's just so charming. <laughs> He's just so goddamn Canadian. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, uh, I... Anyway, let's get a little more of this, because I could just go on talking about Roddy Piper forever. Yeah, yeah we should go. We should the budget go. seems to vary. I found as little as $1.5 and the budget originally being around $3 million before they cut it down. But I also found as high as $7 million, which to me makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I saw I saw those numbers, too, of that it was supposed to be $3 million, but they cut it down to like a little over one or something. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, that seems pretty shocking that they would have pulled off what they pulled off if they only had a million or a million and a half. Dude, if you watch this movie and you can honestly finish it and say, yeah, I think you could make that for a million dollars, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. Like, the locations, the set design, the, like, I did see that the makeup, all, like, the frog makeup and everything, the prosthetics, those were all done by, uh, I feel bad for not remembering the FX director's name, but or makeup artist, whatever, um, said whatever, so that probably null and voids everything, every sorry I said, whatever, fuck you. $12,000. $12,000? For all the frogs. Well, dude, honestly, if they were able to do the effects that cheap, they probably did make it on a shoestring budget, because the the lot that they filmed on, the location that they filmed at, was, it got demolished, like, right after this movie. This is the last thing that got filmed there, because it was a really old set that they used for like old Western movies, which had kind of fallen out of, you know, popularity by the late eighties. And also it's the same set that they used for like desert planets for Star Trek in the sixties. Oh, I saw that. Cause it was like, uh, the same spot where someone in Star Trek battled someone else. Right. I don't know anything about Star Trek. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty like popular episode where like, uh, fucking uh, Captain Kirk gets in this, like, fight with this, like, big li monster, and it's just, like, a guy in a lizard suit, and it looks completely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it's the same place that the final battle takes place in this movie. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yep. Like, wait, that was the final battle, the Star Trek one, or, like, the final battle in this? The final battle in this takes is shot at the exact same place, right, and it's almost like they're, like, copying it, yeah. I found some article that basically said... Everyone thinks that this is a low budget movie, but it isn't. the The budget was actually toward like seven million, and it had I can't remember what it had to do with, but it was pretty much like there were so many little things going along the line that they were like, "Oh, we got to add this extra, this extra, blah blah blah." Oh, sure. That it ended up being way more. I don't know. I'm very much on the side where I think that it's closer to the seven million because I don't know, dude. Even the, even with knowing that the makeup could have been done for like twelve thousand, I'm like, there's a lot that happened in this and the explosions there's some really good explosions those were definitely real explosions it's a great 80s action movie yeah it's amazing i think the like specific definition of this is like sci-fi actions horror maybe yeah horror technically might not be in it i was gonna say it, it is the probably the least horror movie out of out of any genres that it touches on, it's the least horror-y. It's really not horror-y at all. No, it's not. Like there are a few scenes that are kind of horror, but uh okay, when I look it up on Google, it says 
sci-fi slash apocalyptic and post-apocalyptic. But that's hard to say. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic gets its own fucking genre now. Okay, whatever. Yeah. See, that's what I'm thinking. That's why when I started reading that, it kind of <laughs> confused me. Let me see what IMDb says because I don't think action, comedy, sci-fi. That makes sense. There you go. That yeah, that describes it perfectly. I don't give a fuck. Um, the the sci-fi is horror, right? Like sci-fi is horror. Yeah, it counts. You can't. I mean, you can't. It's it's almost impossible to have one without the other, really. I mean, yeah. I would agree. I mean, like, even, you know, you think of, you know, Frankenstein. What is Frankenstein a horror or a sci-fi? That's... Uh... <laughs> That's actually a really good question. You could say that about, I mean, really any, like, zombie movie... Pretty much, there's always some kind of weird science around it, whether it's, you know, radiation or uh, even a virus would still technically be science fiction. Well, technically, a Frankenstein, the original 1931, is drama, horror, sci-fi, thriller. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything, yeah. I guess it. I guess that's how I would describe it, too, though. I don't... I get. Right. I, I guess I never really thought about Frankenstein being sci-fi, but I mean, yeah. If you if I sit around and think about it for all of two seconds, it definitely is. Right. A, a scientist literally uses electricity to make a creature. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I always just like instinctively think of Frankenstein as horror, but it's very much probably even more a sci-fi movie than it is a horror movie. Yeah, it's really just whenever you you think like a lot of people when they're just like sci-fi, that means aliens. And it's like, well, yes, but not always. You know what? Frankenstein is a creature free creature feature slasher. But yeah, so horror and sci-fi, they're kind of two sides of the same coin, you know? You know what's crazy about this, though? This was a TV movie. Was it really? This is a fucking TV movie, dude. How? I was looking for the box office for this on so long, and I didn't even want to believe that me not finding it meant it was a TV movie for a second. And I kept digging, and I couldn't exactly find it, but everything that I found hints to this is a TV movie. And I found a few people say, like, this is a TV movie. So I'm just hoping, like, if someone was around, you know, around this time, and they can confirm that for sure. But I am 99% sure this was a made-for-TV movie. I think it was on the USA channel. I feel like if this didn't get significant attention on the um, drive-in circuit, it was a major missed opportunity. This would have been a great drive-in movie in the 80s. It's not a grindhouse movie, but I feel like it has many grindhouse elements and very much could have been played like alongside like a double feature for that genre. Right, definitely. Just thinking about the fact that this wasn't played at a drive-in or like a big screen makes me very sad because... I'm bummed, man. Dude, can you imagine... we need to find who holds the rights and see how much it would cost to license a public screening of Frogtown. That's what I was going to say right now, because all <laughs> I want to do is watch this on a giant screen with a bunch of people around. Yeah, that'd be so much fun. Like, dude, this has everything. It has action. It has amazing dialogue. It has atmosphere for fucking days. So much. Did you get bored in this movie at all, ever? Um, I got. I, I do think that maybe like right at the two-thirds mark... I'm just kind of like, okay, like, we, what's, I just, it wasn't bored as much as just not understanding where the fuck we were going to end up. Okay. <laughs> I, I I guess I could see that, but I was following very adamantly, and I was kind of like, I don't know, it, <laughs> it, I get what, you, what you're saying, because there's a change of tempo toward the there end. There is, but it's still great. I, I loved every moment of it. Like, I don't want it, I don't want to sound like that made it bad. 
I mean, I feel like we've been talking for a while before we even got into this, so I feel like people get <laughs> that it's not bad. Like, there's a lot to talk about, and this is really fun. Anyway, okay, TV movie. It has a 2.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd, a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, and then a 56 by critics and a 46 by audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Snubbed. Bullshit. Snubbed. Fuck, fuck every one of those bad reviews. Fuck all of you. <laughs> I saw some reviews on this that made me just very sad. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times when you say something like what I'm about to say, people just call you an asshole, but you guys don't fucking get it. Dude, I would get in a fight. I would get in a fight over this movie. Easily. Like, <laughs> if you don't like this movie, you do not understand it. And I don't I don't feel like it's like a certain kind of humor that's very hard to distinguish and it's like a lot of people can't get. I feel like if you don't get this, you just don't get a type of humor that's I feel like very prominent in people that I don't hate. <laughs> should so, so should we kind of cross that bridge now of like how this is kind of a raunchy movie and like it's set in a world that is like has a very specific uh, view on sex. I wouldn't even say like a very specific view. I'd say more like they're trying to keep the population going at a very like. It's a post-apocalyptic world is really just the best way to put it, right? Like, I feel like in, like... And a lot of people have become uh, infertile based off of, like, radiation and shit. Yeah. So whenever they find people that are fertile, they're kind of having to, like, force the issue a little bit. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, the word force definitely solidifies that. But but it is. I mean, like, like it is. Yeah. But, but... So, like, you can easily just sit down and be like, oh, this is, like, a a misogynistic like rapey movie and it's like yes it's not though it's really not though i mean to be the devil's advocate because obviously i love this movie and i really don't have much bad to say about it i'm gonna be completely honest not much at all but to be the devil's advocate there is that side where when i when we even started this conversation out we said like by all intents and purposes we should hate roddy piper and his right. character <laughs> like there is stuff like that the the force stuff there is a lot of weird stuff like that going on, and it intros with some very questionable stuff. And I, I get it. There is one side where you can say, like, this is a rapey, shitty, misogynistic, like, fuck women kind of movie. But I feel like it's, again, like, it, it is a comedy movie. It is in that vein where it's very, like, it's very grindhousey. And I yeah. feel like even though I said it's not that grindhousey, like, it's an exploitation movie for sure, right? Yeah. 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 But I also think it was a very self-aware exploitation movie. Yes. Like, it's not one that's just saying, like, oh, fuck you, you piece of shit, blah, blah. Like, every every weird thing that they're doing in this is definitely, like, there's another hand, like, popping into the screen going, like, hey, you know you're an idiot, right? We know we're, an I we're idiots. We're all, like, you know, coming to the same conclusion. Right. right. You know, yeah. if, that, if that makes sense. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, I guess with all that. We will finally get into this movie. Let's go. It opens with a man standing over another man, both in post-apocalyptic attire. Oh, man. It doesn't even open with that. It doesn't even open with that. This is great. What you're getting to is great. But what you're, but the thing that you're describing is the climax of the opening. It starts with all these clips of nuclear bombs exploding. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. Okay. I guess I did kind of snub over that. <laughs> I guess it's because I kind of put that into, like, we're going to get that explained to us by another character soon, so I think I was going to, like, you know, you feel me? 
I know, but it was just so good. It's done like like a it's like an education video, like something that you would have had to watch in school, and it's basically like kind of like it really quickly recounting to you like what happened and why we're in a post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland, and it's because they were they basically worded as like, well, yep, and then who bunch of people who were in charge thought it'd be a good idea to start nuking each other, and then that didn't work, so they just nuked each other some more. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, bitches be nuking. <laughs> and now fucking here we are with fucking <laughs> mutants and humans and inf- infertility and, and everything you can imagine. Before I forget to ask this question, because I wouldn't have answered, I wouldn't have even asked this if you didn't bring this up a second ago. If they're all nuking each other and they're blowing each other up, why is, why was 68% of the male population wiped out and why is there so many females left or was it 60 68% of the whole population or was it just a male population I think it was just 68% of the whole population okay but why is there less men because there's already gen- there's already more women in the world but yeah I feel like what they're trying to hint at in this is that there's a lot 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 more women <laughs> it does seem like it it's kind of like a why the last man situation yeah because it I mean we only see what three human men in the entire movie? I think that's right. Yeah. So I feel like there's Yeah, not a the lot. details are fuzzy, but they're not important. <laughs> no, they're really not. I mean, like, <laughs> we don't need specifics to be completely clear. Yep. yep. Okay, anyway. So then we get to the climax. Yeah, we get to the climax. Yeah, go for it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, this guy's standing over the other guy, and he goes, Hey, Squid Lips, what you got there? <laughs> he goes, You're not only an ugly Squid Lips, you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it was at this moment, I thought for a second, that there might be a chance that somehow you went back in time and wrote this movie. You're so stupid. <laughs> such a good line i love when people just say you're stupid you know what you're stupid (laughs) that will never not be fun to me that's fucking hilarious i love the simplicity of things hey hang on before you move there they called him squid lips right yeah 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 i officially changed your name in my phone to squid lips okay back to the fucking movie we're on the first line of the movie God, there's another two-hour episode. I've been trying to avoid this. All right, we're, we're gonna go. We're gonna go. Uh, we'll I can't get be this. this. It's is gonna my be great. Fault. I was I was like sucking Roddy Piper's dick for like forty minutes. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna be great. Squid Lips pulls out a gun, and the guy standing over him says, "You know the law: Greeners can't have guns." And then Squid Lips shoots him, and then he stares off, and he goes, "Ribbit." And I'll say all that we see of Squid Lips, we don't even know that he is not a human. We just see a man with like a full face covering. We don't know what's going on underneath there. I assumed it was a frog. No, I didn't until after he ribbited. Dude, well, yeah, yeah, I guess it did take until the ribbit. 
<laughs> until I thought. But a ribbit three minutes in, like I don't know if like you know there's a scale for that, but I feel like oh that's good God. timing right there. It was amazing. You know, I saw. Have you ever seen that movie Frogs? I haven't actually seen Frogs. I think it's like '72 or something, if I remember right. It's definitely a '70s yeah. movie. Dude, the frog. Like, I think there might be a frog at like an hour fifteen or something. <laughs> There's more frogs in Frog Town than there are in Frogs. So many more. Frogs is about snakes and tarantulas. It's fucking <laughs> ridiculous, dude. It's so misleading. <laughs> so yeah, three minutes in, we get our first ribbit. You know when you're on a DVD and like it just like replays some fucking sound over and over again until you yeah. press play movie? That fucking pre-movie thing is just all ribbits, and then you start the movie, and there's not a single ribbit because there's no frogs. <laughs> it's the least frog-filled movie in the world. I love how upset you are. Yes, because it's fucking stupid. I thought it was going to be all about frogs, and it wasn't at all. <laughs> all right, next scene. Sam Hell captured. Yeah, his last name's Hell. Uh, just so everyone knows, I'm going to be interchanging between Roddy Piper and Sam throughout this whole thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Disclaimer. Um, you don't want to call him Hellman? Sometimes they call him Hellman. Do they? The the uh, the nurses at Med... What's it called again? MedTech or whatever it's called. Yeah. They call him Hellman multiple times. I'm like, so is his real name Samuel Hellman? Or are you just calling him Hellman? They're just calling him that. I don't even remember that happening. I actually wonder if it was like a detail that was like just kind of scrapped, but then they couldn't re-record those parts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like that's just a stupid nickname because they are kind of over the top very often. They are over the top, it's true. So after the intro, we have a Rocky intro to our main star of the movie. Um, Roddy <laughs> Piper is tied up on a chair. He's getting beat up by some dude. And when they get interrupted, they get interrupted by this chick who's like, all right, we're taking him. And the guy's like, hell no, he's accused of sexual assault. And I'm like, Oof. oh, Big oof. Yeah, that's rough. And the lady says, your daughter changed her story, champ. I guess she had a change of heart when she found out she was pregnant. Not only that, this man is carrying a loaded weapon and is now our property. Uh, if you didn't get from, uh, you know, my innuendos, it's his dick. <laughs> the loaded weapon is the semen inside of his penis. <laughs> this dude has a lot of jizz. He does. He's one of the only ones that... That has jizz that works. <laughs> and we also find out that, like, the women run this bitch because the dude tries to stab Roddy Piper with a broken bottle. And this doctor fucking grabs his arm and gives him, like, a spinning wrist lock and fucking tosses this bitch onto the ground. And is like, yeah, you can leave, bro. Yeah. Uh, so that's where um, that's where I said this is a Fallout movie or because... They're basically the Brotherhood of Steel, but the all all women version. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I know you don't know what that means, but people listening will. Oh, okay, are you sure? Oh, it's just a a like organized militia essentially that has gotten so big that in certain areas they're basically the government because there really is no government because everything's been destroyed. So they just kind of like say like, oh no, fucking we're in charge because they can. Okay, that's fair. Yep, solid take. I'm proud of you. And actually, in, in the Fallout games, there are multiple references specifically to Frogtown. Wait, are you serious? Yeah, they reference this movie in multiple ways. There's, like, quest lines that are, like, like jokes about Rowdy, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and stuff like that. Like, it's a it's a running thing. Are you serious? 
Yeah, and Fallout's very meta and references the things that it's influenced by a lot, like Mad Max and... You've told me it never referenced Spontaneous Combustion, though. But it did not reference Spontaneous Combustion, which I believe was an influence. I really do. That makes me want to play Fallout down now that I just know that they reference Roddy Piper and Frog Town. Yeah, I there I can't remember exactly what they are, but like I think there's like a quest in Fallout Three that's named something something Frogtown, and there's even a settlement I think that's called Frogtown or something like that. Yeah, you know we were talking earlier I think before we got on this I don't think it was on the recording but we were talking about uh, like they live in pop culture like the South Park episode and you said it was in like a sure. Family Guy episode. If I remember right, there's a Family Guy episode called like it's like Hell Comes to Quahog I think. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's something, uh, that's the episode where, like, Meg gets a car or something, if I remember right. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it, but that, uh, title, that does sound right. Yeah, it was, like, one of the earlier seasons, because I, I stopped watching Family Guy, I think, after, like, season, like, nine, or maybe around 12? Season five, episode three. There we go, yep. (laughs) I don't remember the episode too much, I remember her getting, like, a car or something like that, if I remember right, but I don't remember if there was, like, any direct references to it aside from the title but i do know that the title was based off of this movie yep anyway where are we at so roddy is in the hospital with like the med tech people and the main doctor chick goes i understand why you're so popular with the ladies you've left a string of pregnancies everywhere you've been you have the highest sperm count we've ever seen and the whole time roddy piper is just going is that a fact wow <laughs> must be all that fiber i ate all that kid. fiber <laughs> Like he's just like, wow! I got all that jizz. That's crazy. You know I'd be fucking. <laughs> Look at me go. <laughs> and so this is this is though like if you're keeping track of like the creepo meter is like, okay, so we think that maybe he was falsely c- accused of an assault, maybe, but then we he has this history, so like maybe were any of those assaults like I, I do I need a consent a consent non consent form like I'm just. It's a little... Dude, it is so weird the way I was feeling when I was first watching this because I was like, it might just be because Roddy Piper's so lovable, which is a bad thing to say because obviously I don't don't do that in real life. Like if someone's like, you know, like, oh, this person is an assault, like assaulting people, whatever. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of my life. I'm not going to defend you. But like, you know, just in movie sense, you know, this is a different conversation. We can agree on that, right? Right. (laughs) So I don't know. The way they're setting it up, I don't know if it's just because Roddy Piper is so lovable or if they wanted it to seem like, you know, he could have been framed. Right. But the way I was watching it, I very much felt like early on when they're saying all this stuff that maybe it wasn't true. And, you know, this Delvin guy who was the guy that was like, you know, trying to kill him with a bottle and like uh, torturing him and all that. The dad. Yeah. Maybe he was just an overprotective dad. They had sex and he was like, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. But I mean, the farther along we go with this. Uh, you never really get a clear answer, Correct. but I do think you do get a clear answer at the same time. I do think that the story is... And there is a scene that kind of sets that up. There is a scene because, you know, yeah, that scene that comes later, I guess we'll talk about it soon. But Yep, it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, It kind of seems like... At first, when it's like, you know, building up that that's not the case, you're like, oh, okay, he was innocent. But then when he says some words out of his mouth, you're like, maybe you're <laughs> maybe you're not innocent. Here's the thing. It's like Johnny Bravo. Oh, my God. Right. It doesn't completely 
come off that way. It doesn't translate that way. And like, it's just, we're, we're also self-aware enough that we know that these types of people are real and they are bad people. Yeah. Like it knows that the movie knows that it's not glorifying it. I don't think if it is, it's doing it in a way to make fun of people who do actually glorify it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean the overall message, like you don't feel bad about like rooting for this guy because like I said, it's very exploitation. It's very self-aware. It's very X, Y, Z, anything you can put under it. Like it, it knows what it's doing is what I'm saying, but it still is weird. I don't know where it lands. I don't know what <laughs> exactly the goal was. Right. I mean, I do, I do, because I guess you kind of do need that weird off-the-cuff character. In a post-apocalyptic world, everyone's going to be fucked up, right? There's going to be some fucked up people. If you've made it alive this long, you haven't done it without doing some fucked up shit. For sure. Uh, this is also, so, like, they, they bring him in, and this is where we're very quickly introduced to this, like, male chastity belts like mechanism on his junk let me kind of get into this a little bit because the way they bring it up is something else okay <laughs> so she goes we need to locate and impregnate women in the wasteland we need men who can take care of themselves men who can perform under difficult conditions and at first he's like fuck off and then she's like i'll send you back to that one guy delvin and then he's like well, on the other hand, I've always been a patriot and he starts signing <laughs> some papers i just think that's fucking hilarious when it comes to like plowing cheeks i do also think it's funny that they made him sign a contract saying we're gonna give you cheeks to plow and he says yes i will plow those cheeks <laughs> and then he asked them to take off this chastity belt that you were talking about because this whole time he's sitting there and they're doing like tests on his dick through a belt <laughs> through this just like metal underwear and they're like he's like take off the belt and they're like nope it's in the contract chastity belt stays and it uh it gave me very human sentai pad vibes sentai pad yeah you know that episode from south park oh no i don't i wasn't mispronouncing <laughs> something it's an episode of south park where kyle oh i just thought you were a fucking idiot that's all bill gates turns kyle an asian guy and then a little blonde chick into a human centipede or centipede but they attach an ipad to the front and the whole joke Sent of it is iPad. that kyle agreed to the apple like itunes terms oh, like the terms of service yeah the yeah. terms of service without reading it so he got his <laughs> mouth stitched to someone's asshole okay yeah no what you're saying is a perfect correlation yeah you're yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you're so good at like tying shit together thank you just like just like bill gates <laughs> i mean more like sewing but i like where you're going there <laughs> you should have said threading things together <laughs> oh fuck that's the word that's the word right there. damn it anyway this is when uh like like the reason i didn't want to explain it earlier is because this is when she tells you oh yeah i wrote it down right here it was specifically 68 percent of men that were wiped out oh okay it was, Shit. you know what? hold on let me see what IMDb says, because I remember when I read the uh, the the plot of this on IMDb, it said something about, yeah, after a worldwide nuclear war where 68% of the male population was wiped out and virile men becoming a rarity, Sam Hell, a scavenger and a highly virile man, is assigned to help rescue a group of fertile women kidnapped by humanoid frogs. Well, maybe that's more because, like, it's more the men who are the ones who are actually fighting in the war. Yeah, like, I know? don't think the bomb was specifically, like, blow up men. Right. 
but yeah, yeah. Or testicular cancer is a bitch. Like maybe that's part of it too. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I mean there is radiation to worry about. There's a lot going on. For sure, for sure. Okay, so anyway, um, the population's wiped out, and the remaining population has like three percent come left. So now Roddy Piper's dick is a biological jizzing weapon of ass destruction. There it is. You know they head to the open road with the. Music going on, bro. Do you know who the composer of Fucking this is? Fucking Ben Shapiro's dad, <laughs> David Shapiro, composed the music for this fucking movie. The father of Ben, tiny head, fast talking, dipshit, pale motherfucker looking Shapiro. So here's the thing. I know that's what it says on IMDb, and it very well could be true, but it also might be a different David Shapiro. We don't actually know. Look, Because James. David Shapiro, they deleted his uh, IMDb page. Yes. It's gone. Yes, Um, but I tried to look into this as much I could, and pretty much everything that looked like it was a legit source, talking about Ben's dad, because Ben's dad is David Shapiro— Right. Everything that I found that looked legit said Ben Shapiro's dad was a composer. Yes. I very much think it was this guy. I found another small thread that doesn't think that it's the same guy. Okay. And the reason why, this guy said that apparently Ben Shapiro's dad also appeared on an episode of Jeopardy in like 87, I think. And they, like, ask you your job on Jeopardy. Yeah. And he said he's, like, a tax accountant or something. He didn't say he was a composer. Okay, but to be fair, when you look at his composing credits, there's, like, a couple... There's, like, a handful of movies at most. There's not many. Right, but, like, you would think that, like, the chances would be pretty good at the time that he was on this Jeopardy thing, he would have already started working on uh, Frogtown, so, like, you might want to be trying to get your name out there if you're if you're working on a current movie, right? If you're on TV. But what if being a tax, whatever the fuck he is, is his, that's his job, that's his main job, that's where he's getting his income, and he's doing the composing thing more for, like, fun or a side job, and he doesn't really see it as, like, a lucrative endeavor, you know? So he's like, my job is... I want to believe that it's Ben Shapiro's Look, dad. I do too, and that's why I'm trying to push this so much. I don't know exactly, but... <laughs> I, because I, that also kind of makes me like it doesn't make me like Ben Shapiro, but like it, no, no, no. But I would like the idea of knowing that Ben Shapiro was raised by a father who would do something as weird and fucking like artsy as being a film composer for Frog Town. But then there's also that thing where it's like, does it make it a little cool, or does it make it less cool because he That's hasn't true. done much aside from Frogtown? Then there's also a lot of art. Like, everything that I know about Ben Shapiro's dad is that he, like, most likely was writing fake articles sucking yeah, his son's yeah, yeah, dick yeah. to, like, try to make him look cool and whatnot. So I'm like, even if he is, it could just be that at one moment he was, like, Maybe he was cool for a second. He probably wasn't. He was probably just like, fuck it, I'm going to make some weird... He might have... What if he already had, like, a lot of these scores written? He was just like, fuck it, they work for this, and he was just getting some quick money, and he's still a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. It is an interesting fact, though. I really hope it's Ben Shapiro's dad, just so, like... I think it is, and I think that they they purposefully, like, deleted his IMDb shit. I think that they reached out and said, hey, we don't want that that information public, like... Like, we don't want a listing for me on IMDb. I think that they did that on purpose. Like, 
like David and Ben Shapiro's team or IMDb? Like David and Ben Shapiro's team. Well, I'm sure they probably did. They delete his IMDb like after he was going around writing fake articles and stuff. Probably. I don't know for sure. All I know is that I found someone who like linked to uh, David Shapiro's IMDb, and I clicked on it, and it doesn't go to anything anymore. It's a it's a broken link. And if you try to search for him on IMDb, nothing comes up. Well, I I hope it was Ben Shapiro's dad. <laughs> and also. Okay, to be fair, if it is Ben Shapiro's dad, either way, this David Shapiro guy, he also did a song for It's Alive 3, Island of the Alive. Oh, really? Yes. I have that one on VHS. I've never seen it. It's on my list, but I haven't seen the second one, so I feel like I should watch that before I watch the third one. You've only seen the first, right? Was that just when you did it on the show? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. I love It's Alive. Back to the movie, they drive by some guards, and they almost get killed, and Roddy gets real piper, and he screams, You almost got my ass shot off, and now we're going into hostile mutant territory at full throttle. Damn, I hope I know you know what you're doing. I hate to think we just got lost. He goes off like that a lot in this movie. <laughs> so much, and I love every second of it. It's so good. This is also whenever we get like a rundown of like where they're going, and we, we hear that they're going to Frogtown. We're going to Frogtown! Their leader, Commander Toady, has kidnapped some pilgrims who wandered into their territory. That's the one. That's some the one. Some pilgrims? We hear Frogtown. <laughs> we hear Commander Toady. That is three huge bombshells in one small <laughs> statement. Frogtown, Commander Toady. Toady? Toady, like Cody, but Toady. And I'll have you... Did you watch this with the uh, captions on? I know you normally do. I didn't because the captions were both... I was watching this on YouTube, and the oh, captions okay. were fucked, so I turned them off. But I went to IMDb, and I was like, how the fuck is Toady smelled, or spelled? Yes, it's not T-O-A-D-I-E. It's, it's Toady. Not, it's not! It's T-O-A-T! <laughs> that is so crazy. T-O-A-T-Y. It's so fucking funny. It's fucking crazy because someone had to type that someone had to type that in a script and type that for them to deliver to get the credits made like they specifically chose to spell it the way that they spelled it you know what i'm thinking too like i wonder if there's any actors actresses like while they were shooting this that didn't have a scene with the actual toady and they're reading that and they think it's just like a person named like toady or something or toady, like, you know, like right toady and then they don't know that it's a full-ass frog it's a full-ass fucking frog. That's hilarious, dude. That's 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 a deep cut, even if it isn't a deep cut. I love it. Love it. So, yeah. They're going to Frogtown. And then they say that, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Toady kidnapped fertile free, mi or free miles. Fertile females for ransom, or maybe yeah. harem. And then she goes, we're going to get them out. And you're going to get them pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so... So now Roddy Piper tries to run off and escape. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go pee in that bush over there. And they're like, all right, do your thing. And I could tell just watching this that he was about to get destroyed. Like, either if it was them pulling a fast one on him or, right. like, his chastity belt just going off. I was like, dude, you're going off way too confident, and they're way too confident with you leaving for <laughs> you to get anywhere with this. So he tries to run off. Yeah. And he tries to remove his chastity belt, and then they're like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. And he starts getting shocked in the dick. I like to imagine that what he's feeling is the same thing that you felt whenever you used uh, soap for lube. Yeah, that is probably <laughs> what he's feeling. 
That's probably exactly what he's feeling. <laughs> but yeah, they could track his penis wherever it goes. Yeah, because, uh, what's her name, Spangle? Yeah, Spangle has a fucking earring remote control, an earring Bluetooth controller. Is it both her earrings or just one? <laughs> I think she said, like, one of them was specifically for, like, tracking, but then, like, the other one, she, like, pushed a button on it or something, and it did something different. I think it's her right one that she's always pressing a button on, and I think that, like, I think that shocks him. I think it does. It's like a shock collar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, she has Bluetooth controller earrings. And there's also this hilarious thing going on with like every chick in the movie where they're all trying to get some of Roddy Piper's nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it is why the last man in in that way. Yep. Yeah, I mean like first we see it with Spangle and then he she's like, you know, starting to take off her shirt and she's like kinda like posing a little bit. But then she's like, just kidding. I just I just did that to get you horny because it increases your potency basically like she's like yeah i have to keep you excited promotes potency and okay so <laughs> i love roddy piper here because he starts doing this thing and i think you're you're gonna love this too where he just repeats the last word of the sentence that spangle says she's like i'm just following orders orders i have to keep you excited to increase your potency <laughs> potency <laughs> he's like doing the fucking <laughs> he's doing the eric freeman from silent night deadly night 2 red car yeah garbage day <laughs> just whatever and i have a feeling that wasn't scripted that doesn't seem like it was scripted it seemed like he was just reacting James. and was just saying the last word that she's I am so positive that any movie that Roddy Piper is in, they don't give him a script. I don't think so either. They just say, be Roddy Piper. You're fucking hired, dude. Do whatever you want. It's going to be gold. <laughs> it's so fucking great. I loved it so much. Dude, and what I love too is like when she's first like getting all sexy and stuff, like it's Roddy Piper always does the thing in every movie where I feel like you think you know exactly what he's going to do. And he goes left field every time, like, turns around and says something else. Like, you think he's going to be, like, because, like we said, he, they set him up as, like, this kind of creepy, rapey dude. But then she starts, like, you know, undressing and stuff, and you think he's going to go right forward. And he's like, hey, you look great in this light. See you in the morning. And he turns <laughs> over and goes to bed. <laughs> yeah, she says, like, I thought somebody with your appetite might still be hungry. And he's like, no, nope, I'm good. <laughs> dude, and honestly, like, she's an older woman. But she's hot as fuck. She's gorgeous. She is gorgeous in this movie. And I don't know if maybe like when he said like you look great in the light, I was like, maybe it is just the light. Because I don't know. The first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> oh, you're pretty, but you're not like gorgeous. But then when she was like doing her thing and I was like, oh, wait, are you are you beautiful? Anyway, in the middle of the night after they go to bed, the other chick, her name is like kabata bread or something <laughs> like she she flops into his uh little like uh sleeping uh bag and she takes off all of her clothes this is actually the only nudity we see in the entire movie right with a movie that is uh whenever you hear about what the plot is you would expect a lot more nudity and when i saw that this was only like what 15 minutes in maybe yeah i thought there was gonna be a lot more nudity same but yeah not much not much, but she takes off all her clothes. She hops into bed with Roddy, and at one point, uh, she goes, how do I, uh, and she kind of, like, gestures to his chastity belt, and he says, there's a flap. 
there's a flap. <laughs> Which they did tell us earlier because yeah, he was they like, told him how am I going to fuck? You want me to fuck everyone, so I'm not going to do it. They're like, yeah, you got a flap down there. You got There's a flap. <laughs> and then the other chick, uh, Spangle, she gets jealous and she threatens to chalk his dick. And she tells the other chick, you're out of uniform, corporal. And she real quick just kind of like covers herself and gets up like, hey, fuck you. I was trying to get my nut. <laughs> so the next day, Roddy gets annoyed by all of the contract talk. Like they're in the Jeep and she's like, oh, well, this is according to your contract. And so is this. And so is that. And he's like, huh? Yeah, really? And he grabs the contract and just throws it out the sunroof. Throws it outside. <laughs> and this is fucking hilarious too because she just stops the car she's she has this face where like i guess no one's gonna see that unless you're on the patreon watching video she goes like <gasps> <laughs> she just kicks him out of the car and he initially is like all right yeah cool i don't have to be around you but as they start driving off his dick starts beeping <laughs> yeah it's fucking gold the the comedic timing is just gold and this is where he like he's either like a one man three stooges or he's waluigi in real life because he starts like chasing after the car and he's like oh wow <laughs> arms in the air and everything <laughs> Oh, fuck. Like, he has the cartoon, like, animated legs where it's just a spiral. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, it's just fucking slapstick masterpiece. It's so good. <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Like, I love, I love something that is able to have, like, those really, really strong comedic elements without physically saying something. Right. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people think that I could just be talking about it in my ass. I could just be saying, like, oh, a lot of people think this. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like a fair amount of people are just like, oh, you know, comedy has to be this, that, or that. But I'm like, I feel like more than anything, timing is the funniest thing to me in the world. Yeah. If you can time out, either, whether it be a physical or, a, like, like, spoken, like, oral kind of joke whatever it is oral <laughs> whatever it is like i think timing <laughs> just is... like that folks and that's a perfect example from the master himself <laughs> perfect oh, example of timing <laughs> um can we just take a second to read off some of the other movies that donald jackson has directed yeah sure i'd love to i'm super <laughs> interested i have no idea rollerblade okay Rollerblade Warriors. Stop. Taken it. by force. Ew, that I don't like that. The Rollerblade Seven. Why has he made Rollerblade movies? Legend of the Rollerblade Seven. Stop it. Twisted Fate. Okay, not a rollerblade movie. <laughs> Frogtown Two. There's a Frogtown Two! Return of the Rollerblade Seven. <laughs> oh my god. Why aren't we watching a rollerblade movie tomorrow? <laughs> Big Sister 2000. <laughs> Toad Warrior. <laughs> Toad Warrior. <laughs> Wait, roller Gator. <laughs> roller Gator. <laughs> Crimes of the Chupacabra. Is this the most prolific 
director of all time. I feel like this is like the Roger Corman of frogs and roller skating. <laughs> I'm so interested. Why has he made so many rollerblading movies? Max Hell, Frog Warrior. Are these all like Frogtown spinoffs? And uh, Hawk Warrior of the Wheel Zone. That's not all of them. I skipped a lot, but... Uh... <laughs> oh, and Angel Blade. I can't assume that's not about rollerblades. Dude. He's the most prolific rollerblade director of all time. And frog director. I don't think anyone's made more frog movies than this guy. Rollerblade looks fucking sick. I want to watch Roller Gator. I also want to watch Roller Gator. There's a lot of this guy's movies that I want to watch. I'm going to watch all of his movies. Look, I want to watch all the frog movies, but the rest of them don't have Roddy Piper. And when I saw that at first, because I saw there were multiples of this, I was like, does Roddy Piper die at the end of this? Right. Spoiler, he does not. No. But I'm pretty sure the 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 lead of the next one, it's something hell. So it's like it has to be his son, one of his sons. Uh, that's what I was going to say. I'm sure that it's like a, a thing where like he kind of like the first one establishes the universe and then the other movies can take place in completely different locations, you know? Well, something that's weird that I read is that this was originally supposed to be like a spinoff and like a full series kind of thing. But it, it, what I read is that it said it didn't turn into that. And I'm like, it kind of seems like it did, but I don't know if they said it didn't turn into that. Maybe there's something else to the story that I'm not familiar with, with the sequels. I mean, Maybe it's that it was supposed to be, like, a spinoff the way it was, like, with Roddy Piper. Right, right, like a full series, and instead it kind of ends up being almost more like an anthology kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this says it's rated PG-13, and I'm seeing a picture of the uh, back of the VHS box, and it says Dr. Spangle and Sam Hell. Of what, two? And two, yeah. They're captured and tortured by evil Czar Frogmeister. <laughs> It's what? only through the fast thinking and fearless action taken by the flying Texas Rocket Rangers that good finally triumphs over evil. Fuck, I'm watching Frogtown 2, bro. It does say courageous Sam Hell will have to save them. But wait. Oh, wait. Robert Zadar. Robert Zadar is is Sam Hell? In... Wait, are they trying yeah, to say he's that... he's Sam Hell in part two. Are they trying to say that Roddy Piper turned into Robert Zadar? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of insulting <laughs> is that not insulting R Roddy Piper grew a second face on top of his face yeah Roddy Piper grew fucking nine chins <laughs> that's kind of offensive right <laughs> like okay I think it's the third frog town one like the max hell or whatever the fuck I think or mad mad hell whatever it is yeah I think that's the one where it's like his son maybe what the fuck I don't know, man. Anyway, the ne or no, we're still on the same day right now. Then, then uh, the alarm starts going off. Yeah, they get to the camp, an alarm immediately starts going off, and it's the fertile woman tracker. It's a, it's like, a, it's like the little fucking Dragon Ball trackers from Dragon Ball Z, but they find women who are fertile. Yeah, they don't take any time to explain that, and I'm glad they didn't, because anything that they would have tried to say would have pissed me off. That's why I love this movie, because they're just like, yeah, we got a fertile women tracker 3000. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I mean, I'm Makes not sense. mad at it. <laughs> it's, you know, Spangle just has this device that can detect the fertility of women from, like, fucking hundreds of feet away. Yeah, so then they just start driving through the wasteland in the middle of the left, night. right, right, <laughs> left. 
Not even on roads, like just through the desert. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you don't even really need to go left or right that much. She was like five feet from you at this point. <laughs> but anyway, they capture the chick. She isn't too happy about being captured, so Spangle injects her with a sex injection. Yeah, so it like automatically makes her ovulate, but it also seemed to just like kind of sedate her. Like she didn't she she just laid there, you know? It was an ovulation roofy horny injection. Right. That's what it was. And this is where Roddy, Sam, Hell, whatever his fucking name is, kinda is like, hey, like, I mean, I get what you're asking me to do, but I didn't sign up to just like straight up rape people. Like Ah, uh, honestly, you know, I don't want to give hate to this character and Roddy Piper, but I'm going to have to go ahead and say that it's a little worse than that because <laughs> she's like, all right, get to work. And I thought Roddy Piper was expressing, I thought what he was expressing was like, you know, just, hey, I don't want to like go at this immobile person that looks the like a zombie. The first thing he says is bad, but he follows it up. He follows it up with good things. I don't know if he does. He goes, hey, when's the last time she brushed her teeth? I could use a little atmosphere when I assault this girl. But then he says it'd be nice to, like, know her first. Like, he he, he says some good things. He's like, I want to know people and we can have a connection. Like, he says those things, at least. I mean, I guess a sexual deviant can still say those things. Confused me throughout the movie because I'm like, I don't know. He seems like he's, like, a terrible, like assault her but then at the same time he says stuff like that and i'm like maybe he is getting a bad rap but then also maybe that's just a weird creepy thing for an assaulter to say yeah maybe i don't know (laughs) yeah i really don't know where it stands even at the end of the movie i don't know where he stands no um that all happens and then spangle takes this opportunity to let roddy and piper know that she's trained in seduction and she starts going down to her bra and panties she starts rubbing all over her body yeah and then she starts feeling uncomfortable she's like all right i'm done with this and robbie roddy's like stop it put your blouse on now take off your glasses and watch me blindly and then he just like stares directly at her face while he's having sex with this girl stares right in her eyes and she's just kind of like looking off like because you could tell like early on she's in love with him right he's kind of like in love with her or falling in love with her one of the two but they got a job to do they gotta they gotta make more babies they gotta win the population war that's true that's true and uh yeah he just stares her in the eyes while he starts his work they're calling his work yeah his work yeah yeah so we see that in the morning, the chick is now into Roddy, which is kind of like, it's in line with the beginning of the movie, if that is what's going on with the whole, like, if he is assaulting them, and the story is what it is in the beginning of the movie, she was like, oh, well, now she's changing her story now that she knows she's pregnant. That's kind of like a running theme in this, where right here, this chick was not into him or into anything that was going on, but once she was pregnant... It's kind of like this weird thing where it's this post-apocalyptic world, babies aren't being made, so once a woman gets pregnant, they're like, oh, oh my god, wow, I'm so happy now. Right. Is that? I feel like that's almost like a take on like just early world. It's like, oh, your wife cooks, she cleans, and she's happy when she's pregnant, you know? like Yeah, and I mean, just sort of like the, uh, the, the commentary on how quickly we, re- we revert to these like primal, yeah. you know, things where like, you know... It's not about in this situation, in this world, like in a in a way like it's not about consent or what you're comfortable with. It's about how we 
keep going and not all die. Yeah, I never want to be in a post-apocalyptic world. It does not seem reasonable. No, fuck no. <laughs> it sounds very scary. No, not interested. <laughs> I'm too. I'm. Too, uh, I I say this all the time. So many movies. I'm too fat to be in these movies. Like it's just not. Like I wouldn't last a day. Like like fucking just just grill me already. Like I feel like people would kill me in a post-apocalyptic world, but they wouldn't eat me. They'd use me for like firewood. <laughs> because <laughs> there's not enough meat so we just use that as like twigs still a to restart the fire <laughs> anyway they send her off to safety and uh the three move into Frogtown and start the plan spangle is dressed in the barbarian or like the barbarian slave of roddy and he makes sure to emphasize the fact that the tables have been turned he's he's really liking this cover yeah he's like oh wait Look at this. I got the fucking chain now. Because <laughs> he has a dog chain on her and he's holding her like she's walking in front of him. And, you know, like that that Caesar Milan rule where it's like, never let the dog walk in front right, of you. Right. You have to let him walk behind you because you're the one doing the walking. He's not doing the walking. He has a privilege to walk with you. <laughs> he's doing that to her like she walks sure. in front of him. and He like fucking whips on the chain. He's like, get over here. Like, nope. <laughs> and she gives him like a puppy dog look like oh i'm sad okay i'm walking behind you now sorry master <laughs> uh, and also uh you already know there was you know tension between them but right w as they go into frog town he like takes off her glasses throws them which i feel like was supposed to be like a a cute thing but i was like bro that's her sight <laughs> and then uh you know he lets her hair down he's like you look good <laughs> barbarian love you know there you go. So they separate from uh, Sentinella, which is just the hardest name to remember. Because it's not Citronella, but it's, it's basically Citronella, but it's not. What the not. fuck is that? Citronella is like the uh, the mosquito candles. Really? Yeah, Citronella. I thought those were called bug fire. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know things. Well, they go to the frog cantina. They go to the frog cantina, and that's whenever we see uh, Arabella. This movie is such a fucking vibe. Like, I know I just kind of said it and like glanced or glossed over it over over it in the beginning, but Roddy Piper is Han Solo in the fucking space cantina right now. Yep, it is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> Could you imagine if Star Wars was Star Wars, but with frogs and Roddy Piper? I wish. I mean, it's this movie. You got it. Yeah, this is better than Solo. I like Solo. This is better than Solo. It is better than Solo. <laughs> it's, it actually is. I think this is better than Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. You know what? Okay. It's not better than Star Wars, but it might be a better story than A New Hope. Yes. I still love A New Hope. but Dude, I can't wait to dig into the rest of the Frogtown movies. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think we kind of got to do the rest of them. Like I know uh, It makes me really sad because I already know I'm going to be disappointed. It's going to be very disappointing for sure. Anyway, we're at the cantina. It's a skeevy little bar filled with frog people, slime beer, all the fun stuff. And at the frog cantina, Sam and Spangle meet up with Sam's old friend, Looney. I think he said something about being Looney Tunes because he's so crazy that he's saner than anyone else he's ever known. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And he's... It makes the... Li I was hoping you could explain that to me because I didn't get that at all. No, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And he's just really trying to make you think he's Clint Eastwood. Is he not? He's not. Are you trying to tell me that he's not Clint Eastwood in the fucking uh, the, the Lonely Butthole or whatever that one thing that my grandpa likes is? Yeah, that's the movie, The Lonely Butthole. 
the white horse or something. The pale yeah. rider. The pale rider. <laughs> <laughs> there we Lonely go. Butthole. We got there. Lonely butthole. Hey, man, we got there. All right. You got there. All right. Well, anyway, I was crying when Roddy said that man must have been 80 years old when I was born. <laughs> when he's probably only, what, like 60 now? Again, seems like something that Roddy just made up. That's definitely an ad lib line. Like he definitely just looked at this actor that was like, you know, his coworker on this movie, and he was like, "Man, that dude must have been eighty years old when I was 15. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. And then frog people, uh, they call humans flat lips. That's right. They eat boiled baby tortoise and brown lizards and call it glush. They have some curious cuisine. I don't know what that slime beer was, but I don't want to drink it. <laughs> oh, that's the other reason why this is Fallout. Fallout doesn't have frog people, but it does have mutants. Humans that got mutated and like are like big green monstrosity things that also have their own civilization. Isn't that just X-Men? No. X-Men have powers. Oh, same thing. <laughs> is, is there at least one green X-Men? Uh, Yeah, Toad. <laughs> there we go. I'm a frog, too. <laughs> so next up, we meet Frog Lady, who says, I love you to everyone. <laughs> that's, that's her code to let them know that she's on their side, but it's a very it's a code that is very funny multiple times. Yeah, she uses it in places that you wouldn't think someone would be using a code. She uses it at the wrong times, where no one understands that it's a code except for her. <laughs> but, you know, maybe they should have just had a different code. I think she created the code. You're probably right. She definitely created that code. <laughs> and she's really proud of it. And that's why she <laughs> keeps using it. So that's the code. And, you know, <laughs> Spangle says everything's going according to plan. And then Roddy gets handed a slightly radioactive Coors Light that was found by some miners in the back of an abandoned mine. And he screams, <laughs> beer, real beer beer real beer where'd you get it and, and then everyone in the bar is like dude shut the fuck up i'm trying to give you that like low-key right it's a fucking nuka cola rowdy which again just the most canadian thing you could imagine yeah that's very true he is yeah yeah he has that going for him it's like hey bro keep this on the download real beer oh my god you kidding me where'd you get this so the frog guy that gave him a beer, he says that, you know, wenches are delectable to frogs or something like that. And then he starts yelling about how humans tried to push them away and how he wants to buy Spangle. He wants to buy her. Yep, he's going to buy Spangle. And he offers lilies, and uh, 30 lilies specifically. And he's like, hey, that that chick dance? What does she, she do? She got moves? And then Roddy's like, yeah, she dances. Erotic dancing. <laughs> yeah, why do you have to say that? I guess, well... <laughs> You know, she said she has the art of seduction. I mean, I think it's obviously what he was looking for. I don't think you needed to clarify. Like, I guess we did, though, because he says after that he doesn't want that. So it's not what he's after. No, he that's he says he doesn't want her for sex. He wants her for entertainment. That's when he asks if she dances. And he's like, yeah, erotic dance. And so it's almost even more weird that like you're pointing out that she can do sexy dances when he just said he didn't want her for sex. I think he said that after. Roddy Piper said she could do erotic dances because he asked if she could dance. And then after he was like, no, 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 you got me all wrong. I want her as like a waitress, basically. No, he says um, 
He's like, yeah, look at her. Firm, firm build, nice teeth. She can pleasure you for hours. And he's like, oh, I don't want sex. The I need to help with the clientele because I don't get enough customers. Can she dance? I need an entertainer. Okay, so dance waitress. Entertainer. What, exactly what Abella's doing. Who's Abella? The frog lady. Oh, she had a name? Yeah. That's probably the only name I didn't catch in the whole movie. I thought she was just frog lady. Okay. We should point out at this point, we keep talking that we have frog people now, but I feel like we're not saying what the frog people are. They're all wearing, like, really great-looking suits. Like, actors in these amazing-looking frog suits. Abella, you can see, like, her human eyes underneath her, like, frog face, and, like, the work is incredible. The effects work is great. If you saw this, you would be like, wow, those are frog people. They look like real fucking frog people. Those are them. Yeah, I mean, the effects remind me a lot of uh, that 90s show, Dinosaur. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. I feel like all the people kind of look like that one, like, kind of gator dude that was in the fridge in Evil Ed. Yeah. But very just good, more on the frog side. Yep, really good. Yeah, they're all, I mean, we'll describe some of the frogs a little bit more soon, but yeah, they just all look amazing. They're exactly like what, you know, when you hear like something like, you know, Hell Comes a Frog Town, sometimes you watch the movie and it's nothing to do with what it sounds like. But this is, it's what, it's everything you hope for, really. I did not watch the trailer, so you told me to watch a movie called Hell Comes to Frog Town, which again, I say that I've heard of the movie before, but I didn't know what it was. I did not expect it to be a man named Hell goes to a town of frog people. But that is what the movie is. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Hell doesn't lie. comes to frog town. So he's doing this whole thing and he's like, all right, I'm going to sell you for 50 lilies or something like that. And then this other frog with the eye patch, a uh, frog from the Caribbean, he pulls up. <laughs> And he goes, private sales are illegal. Like he gra- and he grabs Spangle like with his whip and like pulls her over to him. Yeah. And then he's like, who does this belong to? And then Sam is like, hey, fuck you, that's mine. He's like, oh, well, fuck you, private auctions aren't allowed. Private sales aren't allowed. I'm going to public auction her. <laughs> and then he bets five lilies, starting bid. Yeah, went down from, from 50 to five. And no one else wants a bid because he's head frog. <laughs> Tough frog, really. Is that that's Toady, right? Yeah, that's Greedo. Oh wait, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's uh... <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Toady actually. Toady is uh, Godzilla. Oh, okay. But yeah, this is Greedo frog. Greedo frog. <laughs> uh, who shot first, Greedo or Sam? <laughs> oh, well, Sam. Sam only has one loaded weapon, if you know what I mean. Got his penis. <laughs> um, he kind of just beats Sam up, and uh, he wins the bid, and then he takes Spangle. So now um, Sam gets a little worked up by Frog Lady, and she immediately starts throwing herself all over him. Yeah. Wait, I said worked up. He immediately wakes up. I'm sorry. He wakes up, <laughs> and he gets greeted by Frog Lady. He's really not worked. He's worked up by her, but not in the sense that he wants to plow her. He really does not want to, actually. No, he's just really confused at what's happening. Yeah, he wakes up, and this Frog Lady is like, oh my god, put your dick in me. And he's like, <laughs> let's like bring it back a little bit. Atmosphere. Yeah, I don't know what the uh, anatomy of the frog people work like, but don't like 
frogs don't fuck, right? Don't they like lay their eggs and then like the male comes by later and like fertilizes them? Yeah, male frogs don't have dicks, which also is going to contradict something that's going to happen very soon. There you go. But maybe because they're like frog-human hybrids, maybe they have like the human part down there. I don't know. Dude, I don't even know how these frogs exist, if I'm being completely honest. That's never explained <laughs> either. They're talking a lot about, oh, like, oh, humans tried to push frogs off to the end of the world and, like, get rid of us, blah, blah, blah. But we don't even know how the fuck these things exist. We're just supposed to assume how that— How do frogs survive in a desert? They're clearly in a desert environment. I don't know. <laughs> I have no fucking answers for that. Like, don't frogs need water? Like, I know that they, they can uh, breathe outside of water, but, like, don't they need water to, like, survive? Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think all frogs do. Oh, okay, maybe. I mean, these frogs look pretty consistently moist. I will say that they do. They do look very slimy for sure. Maybe they. Maybe they. Maybe water's not an issue. I uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just. Yeah, I'm gonna stop. I don't know something about frogs. <laughs> She's trying to fuck him, and she goes, "Just promise me you won't be gentle. I have all these men that always throw themselves at me, but I want to fuck you, Roddy Piper." And he's like. All right, let's put a bag over your head if we're going to do this. (laughs) He really only avoids fucking her because his dick chastity almost blew him up, and he goes, we got to go find Spangle. Yep. And then we also had a cutscene of Eyepatch Frog screaming at Spangle, like, in a disgusting way. He's basically, like, just looks her dead in the face, and he's like, and then they kind of just look at each other, and he just walks in the other direction like nothing happened. It's fucking Jabba the Hutt, baby. Yeah, and it cuts right away. Like, there was li- the only <laughs> purpose of that scene was just for him to fucking mutter at her. It happens so fast. It's amazing. <laughs> Roddy also just kind of fell and got captured by the Frog of the Caribbean. <laughs> like, he just falls, right? That's all that happens, yeah. I really don't know what happened. He's just hanging out, and he just falls, and they're like, gotcha, bitch. This is where like the movie shifts gears. We were we were riding in like low gear pretty well, and then we just shift into high gear. So like the rest of this is a blur to me, and I've watched it one and a half times. I watched this movie a full two times today before we covered this. Like full front to back, had just as much fun on both watch throughs. Had a yeah. swell time. I think I could actually recite most of this movie off the top of my head without notes. <laughs> it's like very clear to me. Go for it, because this is where my notes end, because it all just starts to blur. It's just nonstop action from here on out. Well, the frog yells something like, seize her, or something like that. And also, do you know what that frog sounded like, the eyepatch frog, when he's yelling stuff like that? What, like Akbar? No, the emperor from the Dark Crystal. Oh. When When they're doing the trial by stone, and then like, the emperor, like the new emperor, like newly appointed emperor wins the right. trial by stone. He goes, me, I'm emperor. <laughs> it's exactly what this frog sounded yeah, like. Yeah, I know. You're right. You're right. It is fucking awesome. And I think that's just another thing that made me like this so much more because the Dark Crystal is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, this did make me think of Dark Crystal as well. It's like a, it's like just if all the Skeksis in Dark Crystal were frogs. I was going to say, this is a much more grown-up, froggy version of Dark Crystal. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> so they tie him up, and Caribbean Frog pulls out a chainsaw, and he's like, I'm going to cut off your fucking chest. You know, I'm going to just start talking like the Emperor. He's like, me? Chainsaw. No gas. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because he runs out of gas and Roddy Piper's like, no, you can't you can't fucking chase all this off. It's going to blow my dick up. He's like, ha, 
stupid. Why would anyone do that to a dick belt? <laughs> and he, like, runs out of gas. And then he starts walking off, and Ryan's like, what you gonna do? And he's like, put more gas in it! <laughs> I did just love the fact that there was a chainsaw in the movie. Like, it really fit the vibe. Like, why wouldn't there be? Yep. <laughs> just matched up. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is right. I mean, there's also a katana in the movie, and I don't know where it came from. Because you never know when to expect ninjas. <laughs> Just like Amityville, they come around in the most opportune moments. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So Frog Chick shows up and she kind of just like helps Sam escape after he gets his dick chastity belt blown off or like uh, chainsawed off. And there is this really funny scene like when it comes off where the frog guy is like, oh, I told you it's not going to blow up. And he's like, oh, that bitch Spangle, she lied to me. And then Frog is holding the chastity belt. And in my head, I was like, please blow up. <laughs> please blow up after he acknowledges that he doesn't think it's going to blow up. And he thinks everyone's an idiot except for him. And then it blows up. And that's yep. why I love this movie. Timing. <laughs> 10 out of fucking 10. It just gives you exactly what you want. Not everything is predictable like that and that it gives you everything that you want. But like a lot of the times, like it'll give you what you want when you know you need it. And then other times it just gives you things that you didn't know you needed. You didn't know you needed it, but you did. You did. And this is probably around the time that I should also say that I'm counting frog deaths in this movie. Oh, okay. They're all people to me. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> I like I care about them. So Frog Chick helps Sam escape, but unfortunately she gets stabbed by Eye Patch Frog, and then Roddy uh beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Another thing I'm gonna suck his dick about, or just like the, just the fact that he exists. I love that they utilize him beating people's asses in every movie he's in. Well, that's you know half of why you hire him because he knows fight choreography. Yeah, but it's also the thing where, you know, you could hire someone because you think they're really cool and, like, interesting and blah, 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 and then you can make them not do that thing and try to shine their light on whatever else. But I love that they don't. I love that they're just like, Roddy Piper is here to kick ass and chew bubblegum. It's great. And he's all out of bubblegum. <laughs> I just... He's, it's... he's all out of frog sludge. So he kills sludgy eyepatch frog, and then we go back to Spangle, who got taken off to hang with all the harems who are... They're slithering all around her. <laughs> they're just slithering more more women who just fully embody snakes yeah i don't know why there's so many snakes going on lately with things that we're doing that aren't snakes i don't know everything lately has been layer of the white worm and spontaneous spontaneous combustion mixed together it's true this movie is kind of that it's fucking and they're not like you, not, the movie as a whole the plot the story no <laughs> but like they have but just these some... weird little parts of both of those movies every single movie we've covered lately you know, it's just, that's how they know what's good. This is when the movie goes, cr I, I think I cried. Stop. I think I cried I right you here. cried. All right. Not in the way you'd expect. <laughs> well, maybe, no, yeah, probably in the way you'd expect. I guess not for the terms of me, but in the terms, I cried fucking laughing right yeah, here. Yeah, it's the exact way that you would expect. But I did cry later when I was just watching, like, okay, I cried after this, just when I was watching Roddy Piper stuff, because I was like, man, I missed that guy. But that yeah, was a different kind of cry. Man. Right here, this was, like, laughter crying. <laughs> um, Spangle has to, she has to dance in front of Mega Frog. Right. And she, and he, he tells her that she has to do the dance of three snakes. The dance of three snakes. 
Let's go back to Looney for a second. So Looney kills a frog, <laughs> and he shoots off a signal flare, which sends Sentinella in for battle on her trusty machine gun tank. Okay, I just, sorry, I just needed a real, I, I needed like a palate cleanser for a second. So Spankle is doing the dance of three snakes, and of course she goes straight to sensual seduction, because she, I don't know, that's what she's emphasized this whole movie, that's her dance. What else do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I guess really, what else do you do? But I don't, uh, I guess she didn't expect what was about to happen. She starts dancing, and like the camera starts gesturing to Godzilla Frog's pants a lot. And he's like moaning. And she keeps sexually dancing. Like she's actually like putting her heart and soul into this dance. Oh, yeah, she really is. And then Godzilla Frog stands up and he says. You have aroused the three snakes! And we see, underneath his little kilt, a lot of movement down there. He has three bagpipes, and they're large. They're fully inflated. (laughs) Fully inflated. Ready to go. And I thought this might have been the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life, because there's like music playing it's like and it stops it goes to a fucking cut when he gets up and says that and spangadella also goes to a cut and she like her face just turns and it's blank expression and like (laughs) i would say her mouth is open but not for the three snakes it's more like in shock complete and utter shock and horror because they're saying three snakes but no one knows what we don't know what it is as an audience member nope until you find out it's three dicks. Three froggy dicks. They don't even have dicks. Well, frog men do. Mutant frog men. <sighs> that was three a lot. Three penises. That was a lot. There were three penises there. Distinct. Is that what we're calling them? They were distinct. You could see the three of them distinctly moving separately. They are. That's like, what's that one chick with the with the hair? The snake hair? Medusa. Yeah, medallion. It's kind of like that. Yeah, but it is junk. Yeah, so that happens. Um, Thankfully, nothing happens with the three snakes because Roddy Piper shows up after she punches each individual snake, and he shoots the two guard frogs and goes for Godzilla Frog, but Godzilla Frog leaps off. I love Leap Frog. (laughs) I like Leap Frog. (laughs) Just leaps off. Put them froggy legs to use. And then they get back into action, and Spangle does this thing where she walks up to a couple guards, and she acts like she's dying. And she mumbles, the three snakes. And then she, like, falls over. And I was like, oh, my God. She's (laughs) acting like the three snakes were so big that they (laughs) sexually destroyed her. And she did that because she was like, she knows that these guards are going to be like, oh, yeah, anyone who goes through the three snakes is going to have a bad bad aftermath. (laughs) Dude, that's fucking hilarious. It's funny shit, man. God. And then she beats them up. And then the group grabs the girls because they kind of just escape at this point. You know, they escape. They grab the girls. They get into a car pretty much safely. But unfortunately, Looney, he like got shot in the head or something. Yeah, Looney got, 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 but uh, Citronella shows up with the tank car. She does have the tank car. Always always good. Always good. And, uh, you know, Looney's dead now. His nine lives ran out. But right before he dies, he looks around at all the girls and he goes, I hope heaven is this good. (laughs) 
So now we get a cool chase scene. It goes on for a minute or two until it gets ended by what we thought was a frog mask the entire a person in a or a frog in a mask the entire movie. Right. Turns out it's actually Captain Devlin. Boom. AKA the guy that was torturing Roddy earlier. And normally I might be kind of mad about like, you know, when you kind of just throw a character in, in the beginning of the movie and then they become the villain later. It usually pisses me off because I'm like, okay, they're not that big. Like, am I supposed to remember them? Right. The only reason I wasn't mad about this is because I recognized him immediately because everyone else in this movie was either a woman, a frog, or an 80-year-old man. That's true. He does also, I mean, really fuck Roddy up with that bottle in the beginning. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He gets stopped, but like it is a it's a scene where like you remember him. You remember you his remember Ill him. intent. It's a good it's a good moment. Like it happens quick, but it's it's good. Yeah, so they do a few different things that make it like okay, like, you know, he doesn't look like a million other people where you're like who the fuck is this guy? But you know what? Also seems something very Star Warsy. And I, this did it better, you know? I'm not going to go ahead and just say like Frogtown is better than Star Wars, but I am. Okay. <laughs> or it at least be. A New Hope. Frogtown's better than A New Hope. Frogtown might be better than A New Hope. I'd have to watch them front to back, or like or back to back, like one after the other, but it kind of seems like it made New Hope a little more fun. Yeah. Anyway, he has an RPG, and he says that he's sick and tired of women, and Roddy tries to tell one of the girls behind him to hand him his Japanese sword, which, by the way, I don't know where the fuck he got a katana <laughs> it's never introduced that he just has a katana or that he all of a sudden found a katana but he has a katana just like in a fucking sheath on his back dude why not it's just like fucking uh what was that movie demons you, you gotta have a sword look dude i'm not mad at it i'm just saying i don't know where it came from <laughs> like i don't know where it came from but he tells her to pass him the sword and she goes i can't i'm passive <laughs> <laughs> Like, like in this situation, just to have some random girl that's just like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I'm a conscientious objector. So Devlin's about to shoot Spangle, but then she's like, all right, fuck it, we're all about to die. So she passes him the katana, and then he chucks it through Devlin's chest, like just straight shot. Very, uh, very Kurt Russell. And then Devlin does a super horror movie villain thing where he like, he runs off and he acts like he's dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Roddy Piper kind of <laughs> kicks his body. He's like, oh, fucking he's dead. Goes to walk off. And he's like, he's going to get up and just casually shoot an RPG at him. Yep. But uh, he makes a little bit of noise. Roddy Piper gets real Western with it. Quick draws him. <laughs> Good stuff, man. It's great stuff. It's a great movie. Right after. Explosion. Boom. Full action movie explosion. Roddy goes back to the vehicle. It's not so much a vehicle anymore. Wait, they're still driving, right? Uh, no. It doesn't drive anymore. No, aren't I'd the say girls? Aren't the girls still in the car? No. Oh, where'd the girls go? Uh, or did they get in a different car? Look, they're gonna come back soon, and they're basically gonna explain that they walk slightly to the left to avoid the explosion. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. That's exactly what they say. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we oh, yeah, figured we're there, there might be an explosion, so we went over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, 
He tries to blow Toadie up, because Toadie, you know, he pulls up. He tries to blow him up with the RPG, but it jammed. So they get into a toad-to-fist scuffle at the edge of the cliff. This is like the, the Star Trek fight. Yeah, this is the Star Trek fight. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to watch Roddy beat the shit out of people, uh, or Frog. And they keep fighting for a bit. Roddy is all bloody in the mouth. And then he gets Toadie at the edge of the cliff. And after a while, he grabs the katana and chops his hand off. Makes yep. him fall. You can also see that he has both of his hands while he's falling. Uh, and again, I mean, I guess this isn't a new hope, but was it, was this Return of the Jedi, or w- when do you find Ooh, out that Luke I don't is know. the Does, He chops his hand off in Empire Strikes Back, right? Yeah, that's an Empire. Maybe this is kind of both Star Wars, both of the first Star Wars movies. Yeah, because this was very, like, the way he fell, it felt very, like, Luke falling after getting his hand chopped off. It did. I mean, you know, maybe maybe Frogtown 2 is, is uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi. Maybe we need to check it out. Amen. Maybe it's just the whole trilogy. Maybe we'll have to look into it again and just like really pick it apart. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the girls show up and they're like, yeah, we just got to walk to the side to avoid blowing up. And then Sam grabs Spangle and he kisses her and he goes, or no, she says, you got to save yourself for the fertiles. Yeah. And then he goes, no, I don't. I have enough. (laughs) And then she like, she got a hint about, like, hey, I'm going to ask work for a couple weeks off so we can go fuck a lot. And then right. she's like, well, but after you're finished with your duties. After you're finished. And then he does his Roddy Piper laugh where he's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it's more that fucking Waluigi shit, dude. <laughs> or like Dracula, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's fine. <laughs> and then he goes, what do you mean my duties? And it's fun because he's always like this ignorant, just dumb guy where he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And then she, like, gestures to the girls in the back. She's like, yeah, your duties. You got to go gangbang these chicks. You got you got shits to do's, my guy. And then finally, the closer of the movie is Sam going, guess it's true what they say. Soldier's work is never done. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the end of the movie is just her being like, you know what? We're in a relationship now, but I understand that you have to fuck every chick in the world. Right. That's your job. It's fucking awesome. I, I, I love this movie. I love every bit of this movie, front to back. I love the dialogue. I love the action. I love the ridiculousness. I love the frogs. I love the cantina. I love that it's somehow Star Wars with frogs. This is such a fucking vibe, dude. I love absolutely all of it, but also couldn't he just, like, jerk off in, like, one place? Like, they could just keep him at a lab, and he could just, like, keep jerking off, and then they could, like, send his sperm samples to these people? Yeah, like that guy who technically has like hundreds of kids and he like Right. The, the sketchy guy we looked into. The right. dude that like had those interviews and then like did well, I can't remember what the weird shit he did was, but he's like not He was just he was just weird. Like his uh his like motivations for donating sperm was like really strange. Oh, that's what it was. He didn't do anything specifically weird, but he was like, Yeah, I just like it's like a power thing to him. He's like, Yeah, I want to have all these fucking kids and right. shit. So there's yeah. more of me in the world. Right, it's just kind of a weird dude. But yeah, like, you'd think, and that would seem like it would be safer rather than sending him out where he could get killed. <laughs> or, I mean, at the very least, an STD. Also true. Could totally fuck up your little b- breeding plan. I do want to know, like, exactly how many men are out there that can jizz. Yeah, I don't know. Because they said he's not the only one. He's, like, one of few, but... But it seems like it seems like maybe the only one that they've found. Basically. But uh, they know there are others out there, but they don't know who they are. Hey, man, Frogtown had 10 kills. 
only one pair of boobs, which is kind of weird. You know, when they were slithering around her, it kind of looked like some of them were wearing see-through things and their boobs might have been showing, but I'm not entirely sure, so I'm just going to say one. Yeah, no, I don't think it. I don't think they were showing enough for you to actually get to count them. They were kind of sheer, but if there was nipples, I would count them. But I just didn't go back or didn't double check to count it. So it, I think it's on fine. a couple of them, you can see some areola, but you know, whatever. Yeah, well, maybe. So maybe a little more boobs, but one full-on boob. Uh, it was Kabata bread. Um, we already talked about the sequels, so I guess we won't go into this now. I do want to watch the sequels, though. Yeah, I'm totally down. I just want to know what they're about. Same. Um, so I'm going to review, or not review, read a couple letterbox reviews. This first one is by Fizzy Benelin. It's two stars, and it reads, Rowdy Roddy Piper's Randy Rod is requisitioned by reproductive researchers in a risky ramble into regions ruled by rebellious reptiles. Really rather ridiculous. I love everything about the review, but it should be many more stars than that. It should be like four stars with the same review, but at least, but you know, whatever. I guess it's fine. A lot of the reviews I read honestly weren't that funny. They kind of just pissed me off. I was like, that's unjust, <laughs> but whatever. Um, the next is by Justice. <laughs> I was just talking about things being unjust. Um, this is by Justice. <laughs> this one is four stars, and it says, Na inglik ma in guter porno. And I think that translates to finally some good porno. Why Why are you finding Ger German reviews to read if you don't know what they say? I thought it was funny. <laughs> you just thought it was funny because it was German and said porno in it. I'm a man of simple taste. <laughs> and an honorable mention to someone who said he signed up to fuck for freedom. Yep. Honorable mention. What would you rate this, Jimothy? Uh, I give this a solid four stars. Fair, fair. I'm a little higher. I give it a four and a half. I very much think that if I watch this again, I might give it a five star. <laughs> very much might give this a five star movie. I had it. I had it at three and a half just because the end gets a little blurry, but I'm bumping it up to four because of just how great that trailer was. Guys, seriously, if you want to just, like, figure out whether or not you should watch this movie, go watch the trailer. Because if the trailer doesn't make you want to watch this movie, I don't know what trailer will make you want to watch what movie. Yeah. Greatest trailer in the history of the world. The vo Whoever did that voice needs a fucking Oscar. Mm. Find him. Okay, well, we'd recommend this, for sure. And everyone should watch this. You should watch it. Everyone should watch If you're listening, you should watch it. If you listen to Horror Soup, this is the kind of movie you should watch. Yeah, if you usually like movies that I that I like, go go watch it. If even if you don't, just go fucking watch it. This is the greatest mm -hmm. movie in the world. <laughs> I, lo I love this so much. It might be a five star movie if I watch it again. Like this is definitely going into my rotation. Like They Live is already a movie that I watch just for comfort all the time. Hell Comes to Frogtown is right up there with it for sure. Yeah. This is a this is a double feature for me now for sure. Actually, like I would I would put on Hell Comes to Frogtown and then follow it up with They Live. I would like to try that. I might even do that every Halloween now. Yeah. Well, all the time, but like specifically every Halloween. Yeah. I just got to say, let's do a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. You have the frog mistress that really wanted to fuck Roddy Piper, the frog king, King Godzilla frog with three snakes and me. I will marry you. I feel like that's taking the easiest way out here. Okay, we'll okay. kill giant frog. And yeah, you know what? I'll fuck. I'll fuck lady frog. At least throw her a bone, man. She seemed like, well, I guess she did say she was getting like mad frog dick, but. But she only gets, you know, frog triple snake dick. I guess you're not a frog. 
So she would be happy. She'd be into it. Okay, that's good. I'm I'm proud of you. That's a really humble answer. She'd be into it. Yeah, so uh, I got this review from Jay Costal 1986 on iTunes. It says, five stars. Awesome show. Love you, bud. That's the title. Thanks. Love you too, bud. Hey, Mwah. good job. Kisses. And it goes on to say, I think Hobo with a shotgun is down Caleb's lane. And uh, I will say, I still have not watched Hobo with a shotgun. I put it on my 31 Days of Halloween, and I didn't watch it. <laughs> but I do really like Rudger Hauer, and I know he's yeah. the star of that. So I think I'll like it, and it's about, I don't know, Hobo with a Shotgun does sound like something that I would like. I haven't seen it, but judging from what I know about it and the people that I know who like it, I think you'll like it. I think he's right. Some people have messaged me, like, even just when I put up that 31 Days, someone, like, messaged me, and, like, I think they, like, complimented me or something. They were like, oh, you're funny or some shit like that, and they were like, but you'd be a lot funnier if you didn't, or you lose points because you like Hobo with a Shotgun or something. And then I was like, first off... I've never seen the movie. Second of all, <laughs> even if I do like it, fuck you with your backhanded compliment, asshole. <laughs> but I don't know. I think that was a listener of the show, too. So if that's you, sorry. But <laughs> um, anyway, that's about the end of the episode. Um, if you didn't know, you can send a horror-related question to horrorsoup at yahoo.com, and I'll answer it right here on the show, maybe with James. He asked me questions before. Um, can't say I always give you the right answer. Can't even say I gave him my honest answers, but you know, I'll, I'll say stuff. Um, you can also do what Kim did and you can send in a small audio clip with a horror story. On that note, I want to take a quick second to play one of Kim's first horror stories. Oh, I'm so excited. This is going to be great. <laughs> this is going to be really fun. So let's just, uh, let's go into this real quick. I'm just now seeing your question in the Discord chat asking about weird or fond memories of horror movies. So I'm going to share one with you here via audio because I don't feel like typing. Now, I have a, a many, a many fond memories of horror movies, but I would say my obsession began after two incidents. One particularly being one of the first horror movies I remember seeing. I was five. Halloween H2O just came out, Jamie Lee Curtis, Josh Hartnett, and I am not kidding you, I got so fucking scared like the first five minutes of the movie because I'm five and Michael Myers comes down the aisle and my mom, who's crazy, paused the movie, she picked me up, lifted me up in the air like Simba, and she shook me and she was like, you will not be afraid, look at me. Do not be afraid! <laughs> I swear to God. Oh my like, God! She might as well pull a fucking pistol on me. So I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" Like I cannot be afraid. My mom's gonna kick my ass. So I stopped being afraid ever since then. I've just been watching these horror movies, living my fucking truth. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my that, God! That defines who Kim is so well. Oh my God! <laughs> when she said lifted me up in the air like Simba Kim I want to hang out with your mom <laughs> want to hang please. out and watch Halloween H2O introduce me to Miss Shady please <laughs> <laughs> oh my damn God. that's fantastic Miss fucking Kim Wilson Shady please love please that. let me watch a movie with you 
So that's Kim's story. If you guys want to send in an audio clip, you can send that just to like the horse soup email. Just make it kind of short, you know, like minute, three minutes max, somewhere around there. Send it in. I'll play it on the show just like that. That's good shit. That's good shit. I got a good story for uh, when you do signs. Oh, okay. I'm yep. interested. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. Um, You'll hear a few more stories from Kim over the next few episodes. She sent me like seven, I think. Nice. <laughs> So, if you guys like the show and you want extra content, go check out patreon.com slash horrorsoup. This month's bonus movie discussion is Osmosis Jones with James right here. That's a good one. Bo Murray. Mm. Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Uh, monkeys and eggs. <laughs> Why does everything have monkeys in it? I don't know, but that chimp definitely stole that egg that had dirt on it. Yep, you're right. Bill Murray wanted it. Bad oysters. Oh, yeah. God, there's a lot going on. Uh, next month is Cats with me and James. Shit, you found Cats? I found the Cats <laughs> episode that I'm positive no one has ever listened to aside from maybe two people. Oh, my God. That was a ride. And Cats is coming out next month in December. Butthole Fuck. Cats. Butthole Cats. You guys are going to want to check it out. You guys are definitely going to want to go listen to that and the Osmosis Jones. And I just launched a new tier recently that includes bonus Amityville-based content and the entire backlog, back catalog, that is, of I'll Suck Your Blood, Mine and James Vampire Show, the 1.0. There's about 20-plus episodes, audio episodes, that is, and then a couple video episodes. I actually did lose one episode completely. It's pretty wild. If anybody happened to download it. Dude, I don't know if anyone did, but if anyone has a download of the Playgirls and the Vampire episode of I'll Suck Your Blood, please send that to me because I don't know what happened. I lost Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire and Playgirls and the Vampire, and I found Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire somewhere, but I can't find Playgirls anywhere. I looked on three different computers. I looked on my fucking hard drive that was on my backup shit. I looked on, like, everything. I have no idea where it is. Dude, I don't even remember watching that movie, so it's probably not a great episode anyway. <laughs> I know it's not, but <laughs> just if anyone has it, you know, it does exist somewhere. Yeah, maybe. it'd be nice to have. Be nice to have. Yeah, and I don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened to it, so. Yeah, but everyone, everything aside from that episode is up on the Patreon now in the Amityville tier. All the suck your blood stuff, extra Amityville stuff that I'm going to go. I'm going to try to watch, like, documentaries, true crime stuff, other stuff. Just anything Amityville-related, real... Or Oof, mo- like gonna... I'm gonna try to go back and see if any of those movies that we've covered in the past are uncopyrighted, and I want to try to like watch those. And you're gonna to. you're you're gonna turn into like the Amityville guy, dude. I, I already am. I feel like it's my life now. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like it's my life. It's my life. Kim too. She doesn't want to admit it, but it's her life too. There you go. And uh, yeah, the best way to keep up with everything horror soup and night shift video are to follow the Instagram at horror soup and at night shift video, which is probably what we're both most active on. Uh, yep. Follow Twitter at horror soup sucks and follow our movie reviews at horror soup Caleb and night shift video and send any business inquiries to horror at yahoo.com. I'm also occasionally on YouTube and would appreciate a subscribe while I'm trying to figure out just what to do on YouTube. That's just just search horror soup. You'll find it. And I am starting to use TikTok for podcast-related stuff, so check all that out at Horror Soup. James, is yours at Night Shift Video also? Yes, sir. And all the Night Shift Video things that I just mentioned right now, that's N-I-T-E Shift Video. Go look all that up. Check out all of our stuff. Check out James' podcast. He is doing a news radio kind of... It's like a lot of different things, but it's like commercials (laughs) and other stuff and like discussions of horror and like 
kind of like true crime, I'd say, right? And other stuff. It's yeah, like... it's a it's a big variety show. Anything anything creepy and nostalgic at the same time, it comes up. It's almost like a it's presented in the context of like watching an old news broadcast, but it's also kind of like the audio version of like a shitty horror magazine where like if you don't like one article, turn the page and it's going to be something completely different. <laughs> and honestly, like guys, I mean, I think you should go just watch it and listen to it just to support James and also my friend Devante, uh, our friend Devante Cleveland, because he is a giant part of the show, too. They, these guys are working really hard on it. They're doing great things. And uh, this is just my little like fluffer. Like, even if you're not going to listen just for him, I do commercials on that show, too. So yep. if you didn't have a reason like beside us giving you the fucking seal of approval, because this isn't just me saying this because James is always doing stuff with me and, you know, I want to plug him. I listened to the first episode of that show. He'd been telling me about it for a while. And when I listened to the first episode of that episode of that show, I had like a fucking nostalgia bomb, like crazy. Yeah. And just like, it's what's uh ser- serotonin is what I was feeling like that. I was having a serotonin yeah. rush when I was listening to that first episode. Like legitimately, dude, this is just me talking to you at this point. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. Like, Thanks, I think man. I've expressed to you a little bit before that I really enjoyed it, but that episode's fucking awesome. The way you transitioned into, like, little segments and little shows and then these little commercials in between and, like, just the little jingles you made and, like, all the stuff. You guys are actually writing scripts for, like, these commercial things in between a lot of, like, freelance or not freelance, uh, like, freestyle kind of stuff. And right. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And and that's exactly what it is, man. It's just a nostalgia bomb. And, like, some people might think that that's, like, lowest common denom- denominator, like, easy content. But, like, it's super fun. And that's, you know, I, I just love making it. So, uh, yeah, because it takes a little bit more work than, you know, how I used to do my show. Uh, we're only doing monthly episodes right now. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And... November's episode is going to come out in just a couple weeks. Uh, I guess, I don't know when you're posting this, but it'll probably be pretty close to when this comes out. You do a commercial, but you also, were, you're going to do like an interview. Oh, is that on that episode too? That interview thing we're doing right after this? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, on the next episode's coming out too. Uh, like his first episode that he put out, I did a commercial on that. I think it was like a clown thing, right? Yeah, you did the clown commercial. This next one, you get your playing uh, Crazy Mike, the... Uh, car salesman and then uh we're also doing a legit interview you're going to be interviewed like a professional i don't think i've ever been interviewed <laughs> so i mean uh yeah that'll be cool guys if you want to listen to it i didn't even know that was on the next episode i didn't know i you just told me you wanted to do like some kind of thing after this i didn't even know what it was for i just said all right let's do it yep but yeah because that's how we roll go check it out and uh yeah uh 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 um grubs um. up, baby grubs up, give me harasu, give me, give me harasu, give it, give it harasu Harasu Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt, it'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole Stick out your tongue and look out you go We're having a bite with creatures of the night Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up 
give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup, horror soup. We'll keep you well fed. Its gorgeous smell could wake the dead. Vegetable is just forgettable. If your energy's low, you know what to do. Simply double on down some of this spooky stew. Blue wine and dine a hungry Frankenstein. Rubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef, I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup, I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, I'm getting full. my belly's gonna He can't even look after himself.